It is the Desert Dogma NBA Draft Special Episode. Welcome in, everybody. I hope you're ready for a lot of in-depth Phoenix Suns uh, analysis and action on anything and everything 2017 NBA Draft, specifically Phoenix Suns. A lot of potential rumors and trades involving the Suns, so we'll kind of uh, dive in to see what exactly is going on and uh, what's realistic and what's not realistic. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, trades, a lot of rumors flying around. We're me, Big Ben and I are going to put those to rest. We're going to tell you who the Suns are drafting, what the best and worst case scenarios are, and give you all the information you need leading up to tomorrow's draft. Super excited! One of uh, you know, considering the NBA playoffs didn't really amount to what we had hoped for, Big Ben. Um, the NBA draft has been everything we could have ever hoped for with all the rumors and speculation. There's been a lot of talk, but only a few different kinds of trades. Um, a little disappointing. The draft is tomorrow, so we'll see what um, trades and acquisitions and different kind of things will get done uh, tomorrow for the draft. Yeah, um, just a level set for y'all. If you all haven't been paying attention to uh, the past week or so and, and since the NBA uh, draft lottery, the order is as follows. As of right now, picking number one is the Philadelphia 76ers. Picking number two is the LA Lakers. Picking number three, the Boston Celtics. Fourth is the Phoenix Suns. And fifth is the Sacramento Kings. Now, how we got there, you ask? Well, let me explain. Um, originally, Boston had won the NBA draft lottery. Uh, they got the first pick and have decided to trade their first pick to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, for their third overall pick and a future first-round pick, Danny Ainge continues to just stack the deck with first-round picks. He has a potential for seven first-round picks over the next three years, Big Ben. It is insane. So yeah. they will definitely have a young uh, young core going forward. Or they can trade those picks and you know get established all-stars. We and that's what This is an exciting NBA draft because there's so many possibilities. So many different things can happen. So many players on the table. I don't even. I don't even know. You know who knows what's gonna happen. Both. I'm so excited for tomorrow. I can't. I can't stand it. Um, but anyways, that was not the only trade. There actually a trade went down yesterday between the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. The Lakers traded D'Angelo Russell and Timothy Mozgov to Brooklyn for Brooke Lopez in the 27th pick. Um, obviously, the Lakers kind of dumping some salary there with Mozgov getting Brooke Lopez. Not a bad asset. And the 27th pick, you got to think L.A. is probably going to try and parlay that into a trade for Paul George. But we'll dive in deeper. Just wanted to level set, tell you how we got there, where we're at. Um, but before we jump into all the trade rumors, all the mocks, Big Ben, and all the draft scenarios, let's take a look at the Phoenix Suns roster, an in-depth look at the Suns' 2016-2017 depth chart. So at power forward, kind of have a stacked, um, stacked little lineup here with Jared Dudley. I believe he signed, what, like a four-year... I think it might have been three, three year contracts, three for 30 two maybe? years left. Uh, Marquise Chris there and Dragon Bender. So I believe Jonathan Isaac was one of the power forwards in the draft. So it's going to be kind of interesting if we draft him to see where he'll fit in. Center, you got Tyson Chandler and Len. I know Tyson Chandler was in a few rumors. Mm -hmm. um, at small forward, you got TJ Warren and Derek Jones Jr. Definitely could add a, a player there, a small forward. This is kind of where it gets interesting, Bones. Went the. With the backcourt with Devin Booker at shooting guard and Bledsoe helming at the point. So, kind of like we were talking about before, if the Suns end up do drafting a, uh, a guard, 
they're gonna have to either deal. I mean, they're gonna have to deal Bledsoe because that's gonna be a kind of a packed backcourt. So yeah, I mean, you look at the Suns' depth right now, and you look at their depth chart. A lot of young pieces, some older pieces. You know, Tyson Chandler, um, Jared Dudley, an older piece. But um, other than that, uh, pretty young lineup. I mean, power forward you have Dudley, Marquise, Chris, and Dragon Bender. Center Chandler, Land, and, and Allen Williams. Small forward T.J. Warren, Derek Jones, and like you'd mentioned, Bledsoe. Brandon Knight, Tyler Eulis, uh, Devin Booker, and, and Leandro Barbosa really rounding out the guards. A lot of young players. Uh, interesting to see, um, you know, what happens with this dynamic. They have a good young core of players, and so now it's kind of up to the Suns to utilize this draft in this offseason to either build on the young players with more young players through the draft or possibly, you know, uh, some sign-in trades, some other rumored trades. So we will definitely dive in, give you as much insight as we can as to how this depth chart could change and could mold throughout the draft and the off season. Um, let's get into it. Let's let's. I first want to address the um, some of the trade rumors that have been going on around the league. Big Ben talk about some of the players that have been linked to the Phoenix Suns via trades. Okay, the first one uh, is is a big one, and it's it's actually been catching a lot more. Um, Popularity. A lot more people have been tweeting about it and talking about it on Twitter. Um, it seems to be gaining a lot of traction. I don't know how true it is, but the Suns uh, have been rumored for the past day or two to be linked with trading for Kristaps Porzingis, Big Ben. How do you feel about the Suns possibly going after Kristaps? Well, the original proposal, I believe, was the Knicks um, offered Porzingis for Booker in the fourth overall, uh, fourth overall pick which was quickly turned down by the Suns. So I don't know if they're trying to re- renegotiate and trying to add different pieces. Maybe, I don't know, would you would you be down with Bloodstone in a fourth for Przingis? Yeah, or? I mean, uh, no, in, no, in no way, shape, or form can you give away uh, Devin Booker. He is, you know, the sort of face of the Suns franchise moving forward. He's the centerpiece. However, anybody else on the Suns, completely available. I agree. Um, and, and if you... You get a guy like Kristaps Porzingis. Obviously, you're gonna have to give up, you know, your first round pick, uh, possibly Eric Bledsoe, possibly a future first round pick, or maybe uh, instead of Bledsoe, some some other assets like a Marquise Chris or Dragan Bender. But if you have a core of Devin Booker and Kristaps Porzingis, Kristaps, remind me of this, big man. He's 21 years old, averaged 18 points, seven rebounds, two blocks for the New York Knickerbockers. They're not very good, but Kristaps definitely a, a, a very young. Huge piece. It could be, you know, the missing piece to the Suns puzzle. I agree because the Suns have always struggled with. I think ever since like Amari Stoudemire left, we kind of had that hole um, down low in the key where we haven't had a, a prominent score. I think Porzingis would solve that. You have Booker with the, at, at the helm of the the, the team, and Butzo's definitely expendable, especially uh, for Porzingis. So hey, any anybody is expendable for Porzingis. You build a team around those two guys, you're gonna have a very successful. Very successful team. Uh, Porzingis kind of fits that that mold of the new big man, where you got to have a, a big man who can shoot the mid range jumper and also three pointer, and that's sort of what Porzingis does, and Porzingis does it very well. And to have what what's Devin Booker nineteen twenty, and have a twenty one year old both all stars on your team, that's that's a core that you want to build around. Big Especially bad. what you were saying, that center position is kind of slowly dying. It is. And it's, it's a fading it, position. But Porzingis fits that mold, the the new and upcoming. Yeah, the conventional center just 
teams aren't winning like that anymore. It's a, you can't keep trading three pointers for two pointers. That's not the game anymore. It has that adapter die mentality. That's you know? right. Um, another player linked to the Suns. This rumor actually, I think, came out today. Uh, was Paul Millsap of the Atlanta Falcon or not the Atlanta Hawks, uh, the other bird friend. Um, the Atlanta Hawks uh, and sort of a sign-and-trade deal. But, again, I think they're looking for the fourth pick and and, and some valuable assets where I don't, I don't know if the Suns go should chase after this one. It's kind of hard to talk about Porzingis then dial it back to Paul Millsap. Yeah. I've tried to research a little bit, and the specifics weren't there. All I know, obviously, what you just said, the Paul, uh, Paul Millsap on a sign-and-trade deal. So not sure the specifics, but much rather have Porzingis than right. Millsap. Yeah, and, and Millsap, I think, is early 30s. So, you know, if you do do a sign-in and trade sort of deal, you're probably getting him for, you know, four or five years. And by the end of that contract, he's, you know, 36, 37. And you're probably, you know, overpaying him like you kind of are with Tyson Chandler. So I just don't think the price is quite right for that. I'd be willing to, you know, not give up the fourth pick and give up just some assets and future picks for, for Millsap. But... Uh, I think the players you can get in this draft are too valuable to be giving up for Paul Millsap. I think Millsap would be almost more of like going to a contender, not the Suns that are yeah. trying to rebuild this uh, yeah. their, their franchise. So yeah. another rumor, Big Ben is uh, out of L.A. DeAndre Jordan. He's been linked to the Suns. I think through a. Uh, uh, Tyson Chandler and, and the fourth overall pick. Any insight on that? Do not agree with this at all. Um, the Suns reportedly balked at the offer. Um, we're pretty much getting the same type of player and giving up our fourth overall pick. If it was for Blake Griffin, then I feel like I'd definitely be on board. But for DeAndre Jordan, he's not really a prominent scorer. He's more of a defense rebounder kind of guy. So. Yeah. And that and that's the next person on the list, Big Ben, is Blake Griffin. He has is, is also been linked to the Suns in trade rumors. I want him. I know, I know you. I know, I know you're not. I know too you high want him, but this I is something him. else we have to disagree on. I, I mean, Blake Griffin is a great player. I don't think he's the type of player that you give up the fourth overall pick and a number of assets for, just given his injury history. And I don't really. I mean, he's a great player. I don't know if he is someone you build around with with Booker. I think at the right at the right price, I feel like I would be interested in acquiring him, but. Like you said, his injuries are a cause for concern. Last year, I believe he played one game or two games that got hurt in the playoffs. I think it was actually the first game he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So the injuries are a cause for concern for sure. Yeah. But. And then from Cleveland, the Suns have been rumored to two Cavaliers, the first being Kevin Love. A lot of these rumors have been linked to the three-team deals that the Suns are linked uh, with the Cavs and Pacers and the Cavs and the Bulls, considering the Cavs are trying to get their hands on Paul George or Jimmy Butler. Uh, I think the Suns would be trading away their fourth pick and Drew Bledsoe or uh, Eric Bledsoe and um, in the deals and getting Kevin Love back. What do you think, Big Ben? I mean, I... from, from the the two rumors that I've heard, were uh, Brian Windhorst of the NBA reported that the Phoenix Suns would be willing to trade their fourth overall pick for Kevin Love. And the second one was, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but remember Bill Simmons tweeted? Yeah. The three-team trade, Cavs would receive Paul George, Pacers would receive uh, Bledsoe, Bender, and Chris, and Suns would receive Kevin Love. So I don't know if he was joking, just trying to put stuff together, but he did yeah, it on see, and, and that one, as long if We're giving are, up are, are we not giving up the fourth pick in that deal, though? No. See, so that one I might consider, just given the fact that we're not giving up the fourth pick, so then we could actually take the fourth pick and maybe go after somebody like De'Aaron Fox at point guard. Um, since we're giving up Bledsoe um, and having De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, T.J. Warren, Kevin Love, 
and Tyson Chandler, not bad. Or does Kevin Love play more of like a power forward, yeah, small forward hybrid? Power forward, small forward. You know, him and him and TJ Warren would be sort of in that mix. Which I wouldn't be completely upset if we drafted Josh Jackson. He'd play that small forward position. So yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot, so many things to consider. It's so many different scenarios. But another cab that has been linked to the Suns, and this is in one report. I don't see this ever happening in a million years. But I had to include it here just for shits and gigs, Big Ben, because I would, I want to talk about it. Is Kyrie Irving? Not a chance. Yeah, they they had someone, some reputable reporter had said that there was uh, the Cavs were entertaining offers for 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 Kyrie Irving, knowing that if if LeBron leaves after next year, Kyrie's gonna want out as well, and so thinking that they're gonna try and get what they can when they can. I mean, same same thing with the Porzingis situation. I'd have a fucking fire sale for Kyrie, except for Booker. Yeah, if you have Booker and Kyrie as your one and two, that would be that's a tough duo that, right there. Then you, sure. those are players you can once again build around, but never in a million years. I, if LeBron leaves, I obviously I do see Kyrie leaving too, and that team just completely dismantling. But I don't, really don't think he'd ever come to the Phoenix Suns. And you never know what off. the hell's up Dan Gilbert's sleeve. That guy. The fact that he fired the GM didn't console LeBron. That's a, they've that's been a to the finals three years in a row. What that, more can you ask yeah, for? What else do you I need? mean. I get you want to win. We all want to win, but damn it, getting there three years in a row is is pretty damn good. You and you're and you're probably getting there. Put together a stacked team too. To uh, do and it, you're so. probably getting there next year as well, as long as you don't get rid of Kyrie uh, or LeBron. Um, and then the last name linked to the Suns has been Jimmy Butler from the Chicago Bulls. Um, a lot of times in the in the three team deals, as well as the the uh, the Suns are just going after him outside of the three team deal, trying to see if he'd be interested in coming to Phoenix. Which, last I read, you said Jimmy Butler? Yeah. I believe he wants... And I, I read two different reports. I saw, one, he had zero interest in leaving the Chicago Bulls, and now that uh, another report saying he wants to be a Cav, so I'm not really sure yeah. and, and, what exactly he wants. And one reporter come out said he only wants to go to a contender, but then s- someone else came out on Twitter saying that Butler would consider going to Phoenix because of the young uh, the young core that they have. Who knows, Big Ben? This is, this is why we're having this draft special. There's so many... So many scenarios, so many situations, so many things that can happen. So uh, at least now that we've addressed who's been involved in the trade rumors, I say uh, it might be good to get into sort of who's available via the draft. You know, if the Suns don't make a trade, if this, you know, the picks do go down, who's available, who the Suns looking at, who's going to be there when the Suns pick at number four if that's where they pick. So before we get to that, there was also two rumors. One you told me about, but obviously this can't happen anymore because one of the players got traded. But the Phoenix Suns would trade their fourth overall and 32nd overall picks and future first rounder to Sacramento for their fifth and 10th overall picks. Then trade Bledsoe, the fifth overall pick, and Bender to the Knicks for Porzingis. And then trade this year's 10th pick to the Lakers for Russell, which I feel like could have been a good trade I would have been down for. But obviously Russell... Does not play for the Lakers anymore. Yeah. So that when I happen. when I tweeted or when I texted y'all that, I, I thought that it was definitely something that you know, I guess functionality and element wise, the trade it could go down. Obviously, they probably never even looked at that trade or never considered it. But I thought it's something that could you know would make sense if ever offered and, and considered. But we'll never know. A lot of moving parts would have been nice, but um, last report I read, the Phoenix Suns. Um, love Lonzo Ball, and they've considered trading up for him. So I've heard that too. Big don't bang. know what exactly what trades would occur there, but that's just another. All rumor. I know is I, I at least hope that there are trades this year because I feel like a lot of times you know everyone talks about 
uh, or has all these rumors, all the stuff that's going to go down, and then nothing ends up happening, or, or you know, small deals end up happening. So hopefully, this year we'll get to experience a little bit of wild, little crazy, little drama in the NBA. I draft. know the NFL draft that trade between the 49ers and Bears was pretty crazy. And yeah, so I mean, hopefully we see a little something like that. Yeah, um, with the NBA draft. Yep. So so most uh, most mocks have. Have you know pretty much the same five guys, five to six guys going you know in the first five to six picks. Uh, the consensus is, and we all pretty much know that Markel Fultz is going number one to the 76ers. So we can we can rule out the fact that you know Markel Fultz is not going to be available. Then you know from two to five it gets a little hairy, Big Ben. Um, you know the players, everyone knows the players that are probably going to go in those slots. It's just in what order. Um, you have Lonzo Ball, you have Josh Jackson. Jason Tatum and De'Aaron Fox. That's sort of the next cluster of you know who's who and who's going to get drafted. I think with the Lakers trade with Russell, I think that kind of solidified though that they're. I agree. Most likely going to take Lonzo Ball, so you can almost chalk that one up. It's obviously not for certain, but more than likely Lonzo Ball will probably go to the Lakers. And then what I've read is the Celtics love both Jackson and Tatum, but they like Jason Tatum more than Jackson. So I can almost see him going three, and then I feel like the Suns are going to take Josh Jackson at four. Mm-hmm. So I think it's already kind of lined up, barring any trades. So I'm not sure. And that's that's conventional wisdom is, is that it's Fultz, um, especially with the D'Angelo Russell trade, like you said. Lonzo Ball is going to go number two to L.A. Let's not kid ourselves and and believe in the Josh Jackson hype. Still, that that train has has left the station. It's going to be Lonzo Ball. So what we have is is picks three, four, and five. We know that Sacramento picks at five, and they want De'Aaron Fox. That's their guy. And he would he would definitely fit in their yeah. system too. And so, so it comes down to us and the Celtics. From what I understand, it's you know between Tatum and, and, and Josh Jackson there. Um, I'm going to give you a theory on why I know the Celtics are drafting Jason Tatum. You want to hear? Let's hear it. All right, so the Celtics, um, like I said, they're being traded away their first pick to the 76ers to move back to three. Now, why would the Celtics do that? Because... Um, if they wanted to draft Josh Jackson, if that was their guy, they should have stayed at number one because at the time they made the trade, the D'Angelo Russell trade hadn't happened. And that was when everyone was saying, you know, Josh Jackson, the Lakers like Josh Jackson, Lakers like Josh Jackson. So it's like the Celtics don't make that trade at, at that time thinking that, you know, the Lakers are going to possibly take Josh Jackson because by dropping back to three, the Lakers pick at two. If the Lakers did like Josh Jackson and drafted him, then the Celtics would lose out on Josh Jackson. So by making that trade, I think the Celtics knew that the guy they wanted would be there. So given that element, I think the Celtics are going to take Jason Tatum because there's no reason for them to trade back um, unless they're taking Jason Tatum because then they, you know, they, they risk losing or, or at the time risked losing Josh Jackson to the LA Lakers, which is why I think it's going to go Fultz, Ball, Tatum, Jackson. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> easy easy enough, big easy man. Enough. And the Suns are not going to take De'Aaron Fox unless they have a trade set up for um, Bledsoe to get out of there. Even De'Aaron Fox himself said he declined to work out with the Suns because of the crowded backcourt. Yep. Um, we obviously love him. He does not want to come here because of the crowded backcourt. So I can't see us picking him unless we try and deal Bledsoe. Now, obviously, you know, scenarios change. If Boston decides to trade down again, which they've talked about, then you can throw all of the wisdom I just shared out the window because it doesn't matter anymore. But another another thing I want to look at, Big Ben, is the fact that, you know, maybe 
the Suns try and wheeling and wheel and deal and, and trick the Kings a little bit and try and get the Kings fifth and tenth for their fourth, making it seem like they might trade out of the fourth for someone else who wants De'Aaron Fox. You know, I mean, I can see that. We'll address that. I, I got that in my in my draft scenarios, but that's something to consider and maybe maybe a chance to dupe the Sacramento Kings. Um, but looking at, at, at most of these Suns mock draft results, so looking at all the mock drafts that have been tracked um, since the, the draft lottery, it shows that out of the 98 um, mock drafts that were tracked through like ESPN and Bleacher Report and stuff like that, Josh Jackson um, was a, you know, showed up 37 times, meaning out of those you know 98 mock drafts, the Suns, got Josh Jackson 37 times. And, and second was Jason Tatum with 27. De'Aaron Fox was third with 20. Lonzo Ball, seven. Jonathan Isaac, six. And Malik Monk with one. So the consensus among all mock drafters pretty much is, is like we said, Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum. I completely agree. I definitely can't see it going any other way, for sure. Wow, Big Ben, you're just, uh, just, just, just agreeing with everything. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time we're actually agreeing on things. <laughs> What do you got? It looks like you got some notes over there on, on, on some of the possible draft selections for the Suns. What do you got? So basically when they came out, there's the Suns have been linked to all these different players. Probably, I guess, the top five would be, like we've already said, Lonzo Ball, Josh Jackson, Jonathan Isaac, they said they loved, um, De'Aaron Fox, and Jason Tatum. So I just have little, I mean, player profiles on, I want, let's hear it. on each player. So, I want to hear it. Uh, so with Lonzo Ball, this is the least likely. Um, obviously... Linked to the Lakers um, after trading Russell and opening up uh, some cap room for Paul George possibly to come to. Um, we all know he declined um, workouts for any other team other than the Lakers. If he was available at four, would you think the Suns would take him, obviously? Or yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. Well, because so. there's been rumors that the Suns might trade up to two to get him, right? Yeah. So um, Of course. He's definitely not dropping to four, but if he were um, at four, you figured the Suns would take him. I'm definitely not a ball fan, but... I'd say he's starting to grow on me a little bit. I don't know if it was that commercial that did it for me, or I don't know, it just kind of got me excited. But most likely, um, more likely than not, he's not going to come to the Suns. Um, Josh Jackson, the dude impresses me. Um, most likely, the Suns pick at four. Um, he did refuse to work out for the Suns in Phoenix, but the Suns got to visit him in just outside Sacramento. Um, Jackson was declining workouts from anyone but the Lakers. Um, Josh Jackson's style of play has been compared to Jimmy Butler and Paul George. Me like that. Boy. I like, I like that. Um, his shot is still in the work, but he's still a proven scorer, passer, and defender. A lot of upside. I think probably has the highest ceiling out of um, all the players on here, to be honest. Um, who's your favorite player out of, I guess, the top five? So when when all this started, and we, you know, I, I think our first few episodes of the podcast, I had. I always talked about Jason Tatum. I still think Jason Tatum, um, out of all these players, is the most NBA ready, um, the most polished out of the prospects coming up. The guy who's going to help your team most, you know, in come October when the season starts. Um, from what I've heard, he's not very good defensively, but he is, you know, a scorer and he can create his own shot. I I've said I've liked him from the get go, so I'm gonna stick with the fact that I. Uh, I still think Jason Tatum is going to have a better career than than Josh Jackson. Whether he is or he's not, I'm not a professional scout or reporter, so take my you know advice with a grain of salt. That's just 
from watching Josh Jackson play and watching Jason Tatum, it just looks to me like right now Jason Tatum is a more complete player. But I don't know. Just listening to all the talk shows, all the Twitter, ESPN, everyone is so high on Josh Jackson. I feel like um, if both of them were there at the time the Suns picked, you'd have to go with Josh Jackson. So I'm going to say he's the one that... That would definitely be a tough yeah, decision. I, I, so. I think that they have to go with just considering the ceiling and, and the fact that everyone thinks that he's gonna, you know, all star potential become this great player. And the fact that I guess he plays lockdown D and, and is a dynamic player in that sense. I definitely agree. Uh, I think Jackson's ceiling, like I said, is a lot higher than Tatum's. But I feel like Tatum's more likely to be the player that everyone thinks he's gonna be more so. Um, than Jackson. Yeah, it's, it's just like with, with Jason Tatum, I, I could see him being a really good player, but just maybe not like that like explosive player, no. you know, something that like Josh Jackson could be, you know. Like you get more bang for your buck with Josh Jackson, um, where Tatum might be one of those more consistent players. Like a, like compared from getting, um, I don't know, a Giannis Antetokounmpo to a Carlos Boozer. You know, Antetokounmpo, super exciting, more like a Josh Jackson type ceiling. Carlos Boozer, very good, very consistent. Not the most exciting player in the world. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Is that a good, is that a good comparison? Good comparison. Okay. I was about to say that was okay. very nice. Right. So that, was, that was right off the top of the dome, too. That's <laughs> I some, see I see it on your notes. That's there. some knowledge. Nothing on the notes there. <laughs> but Jason Tatum and Jonathan Isaac um, were the only two players that the Suns worked out twice. Um, Suns worked them out in California, then Phoenix for a two-day workout. Um, like Ryan was saying, um, he's a lot better scorer than Jackson, I feel like. For me, personally, he has good athleticism. Overall, I think he has more tools than Jackson. Um, Tatum, people, I was kind of researching a little bit, and Tatum is compared to a better man's Harrison Barnes. Okay. Would you agree with that? Kind of, sort of, maybe? Sure. I mean, I, I feel like Harrison Barnes is a little smaller than Jason Tatum. Um, Jason Tatum looks like a little bigger, a little more filled out, can maybe play the, the three and the four, where I don't, I don't know about Harrison Barnes. I think Tatum might be more polished offensively, but I think that's a good comparison. I mean, I feel like Barnes plays better defense than Tatum. But yeah. And last but not least, uh, Jonathan Isaac. I actually didn't know much about him before I started researching him. He's 6'11", plays a little power forward, small forward out of FSU. Seven foot one wingspan. So the boy can rebound. Um, it's yeah, that's, it's all right. Right. that's all right. That's not whatever. That's whatever. But um, he's. The one of the only two besides Tatum that has had two workouts for the Suns, tall and skinny, has some filling out to do, but great uh, hand-eye coordination, footwork, natural movements. Um, if he keeps his current frame, people are saying he's more likely to succeed succeed physically, um, like a Kevin Durant, kind of that tall, awkward, lengthy kind of guy. But how many how many benches can he do? And what is probably what is, a lot more than. What a Durant, Durant, what he could do he, he 185 can, like five times? What do you think? I don't think, he, do you think Isaac got? he couldn't get it once. Oh, poor guy. Durant did not get one. Look at him now. MVP, so. big man of the finals, world champion. So we're, we're talking about the Beer number guzzler. One. Yeah, that's not true. Nah, I saw not, him spit it out. Not true at all. Nicolas Ultra, I thought it was gross. Nope. But we're talking about. The first round. What are your takes on the second round? Have you done much research I on that? I saw that they brought in um, some of the guys from Oregon. Can't remember their names. Um, Dylan Brooks. Some Tyler guy Russell. named like Omu Samalaje. I, I mean, I, I don't really don't know that many names. More like more likely than not, um, second round players don't really pan out. Um, I did a little research. Um, let me see here. I don't. I don't even have it. I think it's right there at the bottom of your page, Big Ben. 
Uh, I don't think right so, there. Bones. That's not it. Uh, notable second players that might be available right in the here. second round. Okay. So dating back to 2006, no second round player for the Suns. Uh, no second round player the Suns have drafted is still on the team or has really made an impact, except if you want to make the case for Tyler Ulis uh-huh. last year. Okay. So, I mean, second round, not very important, but I did a little research, and some mock drafts have Suns picking at 32, uh, Sterling Brown, uh, shooting guard out of SMU. And DJ Wilson, a power forward out of Michigan. Okay. But some notable players in the second round that still might be available at the Suns' 32nd uh, pick is Tyler Dorsey, Dylan Brooks, both uh, Oregon players, uh, Frank Mason, point guard uh, from KU, and Sundarius Thornwell, the guy Good that carried the South Carolina. Sundarius. So who knows? Who knows? A lot of, lot of possibilities there, Big Bang. Good, you know, good way to get in there, dive deep, look at the second rounders. A lot of the people like to pay attention. They want to they go after the glitz and the glam of the first round. Yeah, people want to know, hey. It's, it's good to see you putting in the man hours. And I believe the Suns have, uh, like, the 56 pick two. Yeah, two. that matters. But... Two, I think, was that who we got from Toronto? I think so. Yeah. P.J. Tucker, rest in peace, boy. I'm sure he'll play in the D-League and get cut, yeah, but you know, it's all good. It's what happens, what happens. Um, so let's get into let's get into some of the the draft scenarios, Big Ben. So these are, I've I've laid out. I got six scenarios here of of you know sort of different directions the draft can go for the Phoenix Suns. Um, first scenario, the Suns take the best player available at number four, which we think is probably going to happen, um, and that being either Tatum, Jackson, or De'Aaron Fox. So that's draft scenario one, where everything stays the same, stays the course. Like it, it it did last year, and the Suns take the best available player at number four. Trade scenario number two: the Suns trade down with Sacramento for the fifth and tenth pick. This would be, you know, if the Suns were able to uh, hoodwink the Kings and thinking that either they're going to take De'Aaron Fox or someone else is going to trade up to get De'Aaron Fox at four. The Kings might be stupid enough to trade the Suns the fifth and tenth pick. Which actually, which actually might be interesting because you have Lori Marketing. Possibly there are 10, Malik Monk, Dennis Smith Jr., or Zach Collins. So that might yeah. actually be a bad, if they could swing it, but yeah. unlikely. Yeah. And, and, and getting the fifth pick, then you're still going to get either Jackson or Tatum, who I'm assuming is there. You know, So you're, you're going to get that guy. And then, like you said, at, at 10, you can maybe get a Zach Collins, uh, Laurie Markkinen, even though he went to U of A. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so the, tons of you know tons of scenarios or situations there where you could, you know, possibly end up getting two like we did last year. We traded back in, got Marquise Chris at eight. It's worked out for us really well. Dragon Bender. Wish we wouldn't have got Bender at four. We should have taken somebody else. You need to give Bender a chance next year. You haven't seen him play enough to really... Your typical Euro player who just never develops, never gets stronger, you know, just doesn't translate over into the American game. It's just the worst attitude I've ever heard. Well, it's the the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. Let's continue on number three. Draft scenario number three, the Suns trade up with the Lakers to get Lonzo Ball. And then, since we have Lonzo, we don't need Bledsoe anymore, right? So we trade Eric Bledsoe plus some assets slash future draft picks to get back into the lottery to take a guy like Isaac Collins Markkinen. That would be, that would be, that would be interesting. very interesting to get Lonzo Ball. Because I can almost see, I mean, obviously that would, feel, like them having Butso would fill that, that guard position. So Getting Lonzo and then Booker and then trading Butso, you know, maybe a future first rounder next year, plus maybe Dragon Bender jumping back into that top 10 to get an Isaac, a Collins, a, a big man. I almost you know? wouldn't be mad at that. All right. All right. All right. 
Draft scenario number four. The Suns take the best available player at number four. So most likely Josh Jackson or Jason Tatum. Then they trade Bledsoe plus assets and picks to get back into the lottery again. Um, so in this scenario, I said maybe the Suns end up taking Darren Fox at number four. Then they trade Bledsoe, assets, and picks to trade back in and take a guy like Isaac Collins, big guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not too high on that one, but... Hey, you know, just something else to look... I mean, what if you had Darren Fox, Devin Booker, TJ Warren, Jonathan Isaac, and Tyson Chandler? And then you have Marquise Chris still being able to work in there. That's, you know, not... Not bad. Like not bad. Right. That's kind of going the full youth movement there. That's going to... You know, sort of prolong the That's kind of makes you a little nervous. Too young, but... Um, scenario number five, the Suns trade up with Boston to get uh, Jackson at number three, and this would, you know, Suns would probably give up, you know, obviously number four pick to Boston. It may be a future first-rounder. I don't know why they would do that. Um, you just got to bite the bullet there and hope Boston doesn't take Josh Jackson if that's who you want. And then scenario number six, the Suns trade, the Suns trade their fourth pick plus assets and picks for... Any of the players we talked about in the trade rumor, be it Porzingis, Millsap, Butler, Love, Blake Griffin. Out of all those scenarios, Big Ben, what's best case scenario for you? What In a perfect world, Big Ben's pipe dream, what would you like to happen tomorrow night at the draft? I'd like to see Porzingis try and work something out for, for uh, Porzingis, to be honest. And then if we can... I also have maybe a top 10 pick, obviously. So give up our fourth, Bledsoe, some assets, work our way back, and maybe a top 10 pick, and like you were saying, get any of those 7 through 11 caliber players. I don't know. But is that asking too much? Probably. Yeah. But is, I mean, that, is that something I'd like to see? Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, my in a perfect world, if the Suns could trade the fourth pick and, you know, Dragon Bender or Marquise Chris and maybe a future first-rounder for Porzingis in a heartbeat. Uh, if that doesn't work out, I think it would be awesome if we could hoodwink the Kings into giving us their 5th and 10th pick for the 4th. That way, we, like I said, we could get Jackson or Tatum, whoever would be available, because the Kings are going to take De'Aaron Fox. And then, you know, get a big man or whoever else you know we might need at with the 10th pick. I think those two would be the best case scenario. Worst case scenario... We stay at number four, and we just take the best player available, Big Ben. Most realistic case scenario, no one trades, and one through five picks are just like what we it, said. It goes as planned. Which I wouldn't be mad with Josh Jackson either, but it's not very, you know, it's not exciting. I want to see some fireworks. You yeah. know, I want to see some little, uh, little hipty hoos. You know. Yeah, I, I want to see, you know, uh, you know, Adam Silver walk there, walk up there, and announce a trade has been made. You know, some blockbuster, some. Something to get the people going. Something to get them excited. I'm, I'm sick of seeing everything just go, you know, to to standards and, and, and go through the draft without any big blockbusters, you know, any big deals. Something's got to be done here. Big deal needs to be made. You know, same thing every year. You see the lottery rigged. Suns get screwed. Things go as planned. Nothing exciting. NBA, let's shake things up and get it going. Yeah, the, for how bad the NBA playoffs were, you need you need this draft to be something special to get people excited and back on the basketball train for the 2017-2018 season. Um, but, I mean, is it going to happen, Big Ben? I don't think so. And, and so I'm just I'm going to be the first one to say it here. Um, 
the draft's going to go like this, big man, okay? Number one, Philly going to take Markel Fultz. Hold on. Ryan did call a David Peralta solo shot homer, so I'd I listen up if uh, I was I did. For last night, the D-backs lost 3-2, to two, but I did say, uh, I think I called it in like the sixth inning, I said David Peralta's next at bat, he's going to come up and hit a solo shot. What happened, Big Ben? He hit one, so folks, listen up That's to right. Ryan's uh, projection. Uh, projection Tune in, because if you want some good advice, if you want to learn the future, Bone Dog's got it for you right here. You don't even need to watch the draft tomorrow night, because this is what's going to happen. First pick, the Sixers are taking Markel Fultz. Lock it down. That one's for sure. Second pick, the Lakers are taking Lonzo Ball. Lock that one down. That's for sure. Like going out on a limb here. Yep. Uh, the third pick, Boston is going to take Jason Tatum. They're going to they're going to stick with it. Danny Ainge has stockpiled enough first round picks. He doesn't need to trade trade out of. Uh, the top five again to stockpile another first rounder because at some point having eight first round picks doesn't do you any good you know it, it, there's only so many roster spots in the team. and there's so many you know oh you're gonna keep using those to get more at some point you got to get some players for the, you know you gotta get players on your team you gotta you gotta turn those picks into players you can't keep stockpiling picks you gotta start stockpiling players I think Danny Ainge goes Jason Tatum here which leads us to the Phoenix Suns taking Josh Jackson. Number four, Sacramento taking De'Aaron Fox number five. It's going to stay true to the order. No fireworks, nothing exciting. Maybe the Suns trade back into the uh, the lottery or the first round via um, some assets or future first round and maybe jump in and get Zach Collins, who I know they really like. But there it is, folks. It's going to be a really boring draft tomorrow. No trades, nothing going down. Suns are going to get Josh Jackson. You're welcome. You heard it here first, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Desert Dogma NBA Draft Special. Boy, I hope it doesn't turn out like I just predicted. I uh, hope the Suns make some fireworks. If not the Suns, I hope there's some fireworks with any team, but more than likely, not, big man. At the same time, I still wouldn't be upset with Josh Jackson because he's going to be a stud. So we'll end up seeing, we'll end up seeing what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Enjoy, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.